Yeah, mateys. It's week 17. We're in the crow's nest. And uh, hey, it's a little Ricky here. We've got Hanker. We've got a very special guest today. Uh, this guy, you know, we've had some guests on. Some of them know football. Some of them, you know, pretend to know football. This guy's actually played football. Uh, he played with me back in the high school days in Centennial, and then he went on to play for Ottawa U, the GGs. He was the quarterback there. Um, and now, I, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later on, but he's a fantasy football wizard. Or is he? I don't know. We'll find out. He goes against our guy, Hanker, in the finals of my league this week. Put your hands together. It's Derek Wendell. Ah, woo! Cha -cha 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 -cha. Derek, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks, uh, thanks again for having me on. You know, I'm all excited about this week. Like you were saying, Hanker and I got the uh, big matchup for the finals. So, yeah, uh, we won't talk about last year's uh, season, but uh, you know, we'll just continue on to this year's. So, so we are going to talk about last year's season. Uh, Derek, we're in a 14 man league. He came dead last last year. Now it is a redraft league, so it's not a keeper league. There's nothing like that going on. Um, and this year, I mean. Aside from Alicia, your team was was definitely the most dominant. You had the the Kelsey Mahomes stack, which uh, I think single handedly won you some weeks when they were going off. But uh, but yeah, like give us a give us a little rundown. What was different this year as opposed to last year? Honestly, I think you just you you hit the nail right on the head there. Uh, the Kelsey Mahomes, it was uh, it's been clutch this year. Um, literally weeks like if they had like a sunday nighter or monday nighter i'd, I'd be going and i'm like i definitely lost this week and yeah. they put up like non-ppr league they put up like 60 like the two of them <laughs> combined randomly like kelsey goes off on the one week with four touchdowns i was like all right like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and i nice. think that that alone like those two guys like put me up there like i'm not i'm not even close to alicia's like juggernaut squad which somehow like is oh has fallen brutal. the past few weeks but yeah. yeah you should yeah, just you guys definitely led the way just to stunt on me you should bench everyone except mahomes and kelsey and see if you can still win <laughs> oh. it'd be funny if you tried that you know I think we'd <laughs> <all> laugh. <laughs> hanker how are you feeling your your team i mean it kind of limped into the playoffs you were seven and seven um but you've got a, a pretty strong cast there guys that can get Team's getting hot at the right time yeah, yeah. not due to any foresight in fact it, it just was me failing to make trades all year that kept them together so uh no everyone's getting hot at the right time and i'm, I'm looking at like i think i've never been excited for football at christmas and i couldn't figure out why and then this year i'm like oh because <laughs> i've never ever come close to going this deep into uh, fantasy football playoffs. So it's a bit of uh, uncharted waters for myself. I'm trying to... I, I am optimistic. Like No matter what, though, you, you log into Yahoo Fantasy and it gives you the the bar of like who's going to win like a favorite versus the underdog, which, you know, I, I'm always like... I believe, even though I've been trained to like... like I should not believe that at this point when really all they're doing is just averaging the points over the year and then like dividing it, you know, by the the number of players on your team and then seeing how many points they're going to get. So I think it's anyone's, it's anyone's this, this week. Um, I'm curious though. And, and this was going to lead into my first question for you, for you, Derek, uh, obviously a big football guy in university. 
do you think you still follow it? And, and you know, that'd be more of like the Canadian variety anyways. Do you think in the last few years you've maintained that, 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 you know, compulsion for the sport or, or has it sort of dwindled a bit? I definitely still love to watch it. I think like maybe not keeping up as much as uh, Hazer there does with the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the stats and <laughs> the, the records and all that, that uh, stuff. But um, overall, like, yeah, I, I, I love to throw it on. I like literally um, the other day, my partner Vic was like, she's like, I swear there's fucking football on, <laughs> on our, like in our household every single day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? But I do, I do love it. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I still, I, the red zone, it just, it gets you locked in your, your seat there. And then it's tough to get, to get in and out after those seven hours or whatever it is. So I was so fired up for this Christmas. Cause I'm like, oh man, like I'll be able to, you know, have football on the background the whole time, like watching stuff. It was like so quickly vetoed everywhere I went. They're like, no, it's Christmas. We're not just sitting uh, on the couch and watching yeah. football. And then like my uncle or someone would grab the remote eventually and we'd get it on. But it That's was like, it was actually He'll less. In, yeah, Bimmer was doing it. But uh, it was, I, I was, I, I guess I barely got to watch this weekend. If that makes sense. I, I thought it was going to be awesome. Yeah. Ended up barely catching most of the games, but uh but yeah, I, I tell Alicia it's only once a week. Of course, she's in our fantasy league, so she realizes it's Thursday, Sunday, Monday, sometimes Saturday, randomly. So uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's good stuff. I love watching it. Wendell, you love watching, it. and I know the answer to this. But for the fans, what's the team you root for? Who do you cheer for? I it might seem like I hopped on a bandwagon, but I think Hayes can can tell uh, can tell people that I've. I've been a fan for probably about 10 years back in the old uh, Alex Smith days, but it's uh, Kansas City's my uh, my go-to. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, and you got there before they were cool, so that's no no harm, no foul. Yeah, don't want to be that guy that like hopped out of bandwagon, but hey. I, I would be a Bills fan today uh, had it not been for that same concern. Uh, I like, I waited way too late, and I can't just... You know, I gotta wait for them to be shitty. Maybe I'll switch to the Bills in like two years when they suck. Uh, from the the current place where I hang my hat, which is the Miami Dolphins. Well, speaking of the Miami Dolphins, first of all, Wendell, fuck you, because the Chiefs. I mean, come on, man, really, the Chiefs, unbelievable. But he's been a Chiefs fan for a long time. I get it. Patrick Mahomes, all sexy and stuff. I, you know, I hope. I really do hope the Bills see the Chiefs in Buffalo in the playoffs this year. I that that game last year obviously didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but was an epic game. So a rematch there yeah. would be would be amazing. But uh with that guys, let's dive in. Um we've got week 17 here. So it's fantasy football championship week for most leagues. If you're in a league that is already over or has another week, you're in a bad league. I can just say that. It should be this week. Um so we we've sort of geared the sheet towards uh, relevant guys that are on a lot of fantasy rosters. I put some in specifically that include Henry's guys and Derek's guys this week, but we kick things off with a divisional battle. It's the Patriots versus the Dolphins outright winner. And this game is massive um, for, for that AFC East sort of wild card spot. The bills have the, the division locked up, but 
both of these teams right now are right in the thick of things to get in that wild card spot. Um, Tua is now on his third concussion this year, so yeah. it doesn't look like he's going to be cleared to play, which is a massive blow. The Patriots are the current favorite at minus three. Um, do you guys, I mean, obviously, Hanker, Dolphins fan, quick prediction for this game. Just curious what you think, because like the Patriots aren't that amazing either, but they, they've kind of been hanging around. You're looking for my prediction? See, I don't, you know, I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, yikes. It's at New England, right? So the the cold weather definitely doesn't look good on those candy-ass uniforms. Certainly doesn't look good. Actually, I guess it was pretty cold in Miami when they played last week. So I'm going to go <laughs> and uh, it, it, it hurts me to say as a Dolphins fan, but I think the... The odds makers have this one. I do think it's the Patriots game to lose. Um, but uh, actually, I thought of this when you were talking about how it was hard to get football on this weekend. Um, the receivers on the Dolphins, <laughs> the weather uh, in the county was awful this week. And you know, a lot of like scary moments, people trying to get to places. I was talking to my brother on speakerphone while he was like passing a transport that flipped over. And uh, I just like gasped at one point when I was talking to him and Sarah's like, what, what, what happened? Like, is everyone okay? Did, did he, did he make it? I'm like, uh, no, Jalen Waddle just had an 84 yard touchdown. Uh, and I'm going to win this week. She's <laughs> like, you are fucking sick. So I don't know. I think when you have, I don't even know. I don't think this is Tua anymore. I think this is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And uh, if there's any hope in hell, they've got to be hot this week. So, Hanker, I know you're a bandwagon Dolphins fan. Do you know who the backup quarterback is in Miami? He wears two uh, gloves. I So, I always mix these guys up, so I think so, because uh, it's not Jacoby Prissett. It's uh, no, Bridgewater. But I always, they're always, yeah. like, backup, you know, bigger, like, black guys. So, I always fumble them, but it's Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy who's two pretty gloves, good. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, yeah, he's had he's, a starting he's, job he's before, right? Yep, yep. He played. He played already this year. Two games for them. I think they lost one of them. But uh, there you go. Okay, so number one, Patriots, Dolphins. You'll want those gloves in the weather too. So maybe work out for him. Oh, big time, big time. Uh, well, this one was put in for Wendell. It's will Travis Kelsey record over eighty-five and a half receiving yards? Um, this guy. I mean, he has been on an absolute tear recently but the 85 and a half is a pretty steep line for a tight end um they're going against denver and denver just got shit kicked by baker uh, <laughs> mayfield and the rams so i mean i don't know they fired their head coach after that game it's it's kind of one of those who knows what's going to happen i know which way wendell's going to be leaning here but that's prop number two kelsey over 85 and a half and then we jump right in prop number three uh, and this is Hanker's guy. It's uh, does Jalen Waddle record a touchdown? So again, they're going to be without Tua, but we, you know, Tua threw this guy a little little in route last week, maybe a ten yard in route that he took eighty four yards. So any any ball in this guy's hand can go the distance. He is, I mean, Tyree kills the fastest, but this guy is not far behind. Mm-hmm. Little Jalen Waddle, and this one can be a throwing, receiving, or rushing TD. So I mean, if they get creative, they need. A desperation play, maybe they do an end around, he chucks one, that's gonna count too. 
Okay, number four. Um, old Santa Claus last week, Tommy Brady. This is a huge game. It's the Buccaneers against the Panthers, and the prop is will Tom Brady throw an interception against the Panthers? Uh, Wendell, are you a Brady guy? I can't remember. Do you like Brady? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm in between. Okay. I just saw the Fitzpatrick talking about him today <sighs> and saying how he how he hates him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. He's I, I'm an in and out Brady fan. I don't know. I like what he's done, but it, yeah, I mean it, it is hard. He's obviously you know probably the best to ever do it. But uh, I, he should have just retired is my my thing on him. Now, time's catching up to him. The thing is, they could still get into that playoff spot and win that division with, mm -hmm. a, with a below 500 record, which is crazy. But this is a divisional game. Tom Brady, first six games of the season, one interception. Since then, he's had nine. He threw, threw two last week. Like He, he is yeah. just seems like age is catching up to him now. So it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. The Panthers... I mean, Sam Darnold's their starting quarterback, so you never feel great about that, but he's actually been okay. So that one, Tom Brady, will he throw an interception against the Panthers, prop number four. We roll over to prop number five, another big game for two teams trying to find a spot in the playoffs here, and it's which offense will turn the ball over first, the Jets or the Seahawks. So again, this can be an interception, a fumble, turnover on downs any of those count is turning it over and uh the jets i mean what a shit storm they've been uh zach wilson good at banging moms not good at uh, mm -hmm. throwing footballs i guess um geno smith he's a pro bowler this year <laughs> comes out of nowhere used to be a jet was drafted by the jets and he got voted into the pro bowl this year so uh zach wilson's out mike white's in geno smith little pro bowl action needing to get in there and then we go to the throw-in uh this is a game probably no one's going to be watching but it's the battle of the birds we've got the cardinals versus the falcons an absolute meaningless game um but two tough birds you know cardinal little guy but uh, they put up a good fight and uh the falcons i mean a peregrine falcon fastest fastest animal on planet earth so uh, good one there. Let's get into this one. This is one I put in here specifically for you guys. I think I can't remember, but I know Hanker, you for sure have McCaffrey. Wendell, do you have Jacobs? No. Okay. You don't have Jacobs. You know what? I'm playing a guy. So I'm in my McDougal league and I'm playing a guy who has Jacobs. So this one, well, we, prop number seven. No, yeah, it, go ahead, it, it plays both of our like RB twos are going head to head here. Connor versus Cordell, Cordero, Cordello, Patterson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Cardinals Falcons. That's why I put that one in there. I moved on to number seven. This is who has more rushing yards oh, on the bad. day, the 49ers or the Raiders. So McCaffrey, and this is a combined total. So it's yep. anyone who touches the ball. Doesn't have to be just McCaffrey or Jacobs. It's combined rushing, but, uh, to see which team comes out on top in the rushing battle there, 49ers and Raiders. And uh, interesting, I mean, I, I made this this morning, and then this afternoon, uh, Derek Carr is being benched, and they're, they're playing Mr. Stidham. So he's, uh, he's known to take off and run a little bit. It'll be interesting to see sort of how that one lines up. Why did they, why'd they do that? Has he, he hasn't been, like, bad enough to warrant that, has he? 
he threw three interceptions last week against the Steelers, which got them out of playoff contention essentially. So, so this is like, I, do you think it's like his his you know his own self worth is so shattered at this point? It's just like take a week off. <laughs> We're fucked anyways. You might as well just like stay out of the booze for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I have no idea. There, it's probably like, hey, do we have anything in this backup that you know can right. let us cut ties with Carr? Um, Wendell yeah. and I, so we went down to Vegas. Actually, we we caught a Raiders game. It was a preseason game, so we didn't get to see uh, many of the starters. But um, I I can't remember. I'm gonna look this one up. If this one's in Las Vegas or Sam Fran. Yeah, so this one's okay. This is this is good to know. So this one's in Las Vegas, which is pretty sick. The stadium, pretty cool. Uh, Wendell and I, we managed to slide into one of the uh, owners' boxes, which is pretty cool. Got all our food and booze paid for. Not bad. Uh, 49ers are favored by minus ten right now, so that's a very steep line. But and there's no nothing. In... Oh, sorry, Wendell, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say there's you never know rolling into a week where the team's just throwing in their their backup, you know. Like I saw McDaniels talking about it. He was saying that uh like you were saying, Hayes, like he just wants to see where he's at, see if he's got something in the backup. Um and I mean at this point they're out of it, right? So you get a couple games, see see where the backup's at. But um as for rush yards, I mean you're gonna get the backup in there, like you said, he's gonna use his legs. So they're they're gonna be looking around a lot more and as San Fran's been lately, they've been looks like they've been throwing it really well with their with the the new guy in there too, right? So, yep, Brock Purdy, he's been pretty good. Um, and yeah, I mean Josh Jacobs is leading the league this year in rushing yards. So I mean, kind of one of those, you know, the, the Raiders lean on the run, the 49ers also lean on the run. The ten point spread would indicate, you know, the 49ers are probably going to run it more, but who knows with Stidham, it's it is kind of a wild card. So. It'll be interesting to see which way people lean on that one. Uh, number eight, um, I know for sure, Hanker, you've got Mike Williams. Sure, do. Wendell, do you have Keenan Allen? I'm trying to remember. Who's that? Do you have Keenan Allen for the Chargers? No, no, no Keenan. No Keenan. Okay, so this one, we're going standard fantasy scoring, so no PPR. You're not getting points for catches, but it's – who has more fantasy points on the day between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? So this is a battle of uh, of L.A., right? This is the Rams and the Chargers. Uh, Rams have been putting up a little, little fight. Chargers are securely in the playoffs, which is uh, rare to say. Justin Herbert's been a good quarterback, but this is his first playoff appearance, I'm pretty sure, right? He's never been in before. So there you go. Chargers are securely in, but... You know, they'd like to uh, make sure they're getting a highest seat as possible, maybe get a home game in that wild card. Oh, actually, no, they can't get a home game because the Chiefs have already secured that. So this is kind of a meaningless game for them, but uh, Mike Williams, yeah. you know, who's, who's going to be the guy? Other than like bragging rights for LA, totally meaningless. Just yeah. a good. So that's kind of cool. Like when. Because uh, we saw a game at MetLife where it was the Jets and the and the Patriots, I think, 
And obviously it's all decked out in green. They like flip the stadium over all the staffs wearing like jet stuff. So they both play at a SoFi, if I understand that correctly, right? It's both of their stadiums. Yeah. So what do you like as the, you know, there's certain things that the the stadium does with like, um, you know, root for the home team, like, you know, logos, like obviously they're like intentionally biased, like the fans there, it's the home team. So what do you think, like, how do they thread the line on that one? How do they sort of, because there's going to be in theory, like an equal representation from both fan bases there, the stadium sort of, yeah, what do they do? What does that game look like as a spectator? So Wendell, I'll let you chime in too. So this is a Chargers home game, so it'll be decked out Chargers. These two teams, since they've moved to LA, probably have the worst, like, true diehard fan followings in the league right it's a lot of you know it's it's kind of like vegas would be similar other than they do such a show in vegas that everyone seems like they're vegas fans these ones it's just random football fans they might not even be football fans they're just rich people that are like oh let's go watch one of these games right um but it'll be decked out chargers like the field will be all chargers any of the announcing and and noise and stuff will be chargers based because it's their home game yeah, I think yeah. like if this did matter, there would be oh sorry to cut you off. The, if it did matter, the it would dampen the home field advantage at least from like a home like a like the fans' perspective, anyways. Yeah, it's like one of those ones where it's like you may as well just be playing in London. Like there's there's no affinity to either team. I feel like at this point, right? Like it's like Eric was saying, it's like. People show up just to, for the game, like I don't know, just just to have fun, not not to cheer necessarily. It seems like, like you were saying, even though the Rams were like have been very good lately, they've just been absolute trash this yeah. year. So yeah, win the Super Bowl last year and then fall off a cliff this year. So yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah, it, I mean, sort of a nothing game. It'll be interesting to see how those guys do. Uh, number nine, we go, and this guy is probably on the most teams that are in, in the finals in fantasy football, if you were lucky enough to land him. And he might be an MVP. He's 209 yards away from breaking Calvin Johnson's record for most receiving yards in a season. And if he does that this week, it's pretty significant. Obviously, there's an added week now. So when Calvin Johnson did it, there is only 17 weeks. Now there's 18 uh, so Jefferson's getting one more game. So it'd be kind of sick if he does it, you know, yeah. this week breaks that. And then next week, mm-hmm. you know, could potentially beat uh, 2000 receiving yards, which would be obviously the most ever. And no one's ever done that. So it's uh, does Justin Jefferson record over 11 and a half catches and 11 and a half. I was like, wow, that is a very aggressive line. Like there's there's no way is, is he even done that. He's literally his last five weeks in a row had more than 10 catches uh two of those weeks he's had 11 so 11 and a half you know the under is 11 obviously uh and then the other three weeks he's been over it so i mean it'll be interesting to see it's a big big matchup against green bay i know minnesota is probably doing everything they can to keep green bay out of the playoffs uh, so they'll they'll be going hard here and obviously getting jefferson that record and maybe an mvp vote would uh, would be pretty cool as well.
either of you guys have Jefferson? I don't think so, eh? No, Alicia had him in our league. I'm playing a guy in the McDougal league who's got Jefferson, so I'm really hoping the unders in play yeah. there. It's not a PPR league, but if you're getting 11 catches, you're probably getting at least 100 yards. Yeah, I, I guess all I'd say is like, you know, don't start celebrating at halftime if he's off the board because uh, they've clearly demonstrated that they really only need two quarters. That that was insane. So, I mean, Wendell, you probably caught this game, but we're, we're up in Toronto for Hanker's birthday, and there was the three games on the Saturday. Uh, we had the Bills playing, but then the first one was the Colts-Vikings, and uh, 33-0, they were losing. And and I was I, I was playing Hanker that week. I was kind of, you know, Kirk Cousins had negative 0.4 points and i was like oh yeah yeah, <laughs> this, know, is it. yeah. this is it i'm moving on to the semifinals, baby i said uh, so sure many enough, rude puts- things yeah i was a kirk cousins hater on the way over and then i left toronto a kirk cousins simp <laughs> yeah he puts up 40 <laughs> points in the half that was crazy um biggest comeback in nfl history so that one was wild uh this game kind of shocked me the line, this is the biggest line of the week. And at the start of the year, you would have probably said this is going to be a brutal game to watch, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's the Lions versus the Bears, and it's our over-under game. The line is set at 52 and a half. That is a very, very aggressive line. Um, last week, it was the, the Rams-Broncos, and it was 37 and a half. This week, 52 and a half. So... Uh, a big one there, but again, you know, the, the Lions, they need a lot to happen to get in, um, but they've been putting up points, and the Bears, Justin Fields, you know, magical with his feet. Um, yeah, 52.5 on that one. And then um, I stuck this one in here. These guys probably aren't on a lot of uh, championship fantasy teams, but I wanted to get one question in there about the Sunday Nighter, which is the Ravens versus Steelers. And uh, it's who's going to have more receiving yards on the day, Deonta Johnson or George Pickens. So uh, two Steelers wide receivers there. Who's going to have more receiving yards on the day. And with that uh, brings us to question number 12, our first mate question of the week. And Wendell, uh, you came up with this one. Why don't you take it away? Yeah. So big uh, stakes in this one. I just, uh, wanted to kind of pick out a game and, and have, uh, have the, the fans kind of pick, pick one side or the other. So I picked the, the Vikings and Packers game and with green Bay coming in a little bit hotter and, and so much at stake here with, uh, with everything. I, yeah, I picked the, the Vikings versus the Packers and just outright winner for that one. Yeah. I love that. I love that. A divisional battle for you, Hanker. Obviously, the Packers uh, upset the Dolphins last week and, and got the W, which kept their playoff hopes alive. And the line right now, this is, again, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, but it's three and a half for the Packers. The game is in Green Bay, so they're getting some points there for yeah, the home say. team. But, uh, but yeah, the Vikings, it's funny. For their record, they, they've, been, uh, they've been the underdogs against the Lions and they've been the underdogs against the Packers. How do they, only- how does that happen? Like they're, they, they go to like the point differential for, to, to come up with these odds. Cause like you look at the records, like it sh- there's no fucking way. That's what it should be. Yeah. No, it's uh, I mean, 
Minnesota has literally been scraping by. Like they've been yeah. somehow managing like against the Bills they did it. They did it against obviously the Colts. Like they've been in all these games. Even last week, you know, he hits a 61-yard field goal to win them the game. Like every game's been so yeah. tight for them and they've just been on the right side of all the all the bounces. And and I mean it's a do or die game for for Green Bay and Rodgers. And Rodgers, I mean, he was MVP two seasons in a row you know coming into this season so it's i guess does he have something left in the tank when the season's on the line um yeah i i mean 12 and 3 you you wouldn't think they'd be the underdog but here we are so so this one's a huge conflict of interest wendell but i'm curious to gain your perspective having you know played quarterback at a high level um, I know you've got a keen eye for the details and you don't just do what I do, which is scroll on my phone and yell when the points aren't going high enough. So you actually have some things to look for here. I have four quarterbacks on my roster right now. I, uh, I really loaded up on oh, them last yes, week. Uh, so I have the option here. Like I've heard great, a great case for, like you said, the back to back to back MVP of the league. Aaron Rodgers on like a winning streak coming home with playoff implications. I have him currently sitting on my bench. Uh, and then I have the new nightmare himself, Kirk cousins. It's actually right now who I'm going to start, but like, let's say you had this option and let's pretend like you weren't, you know, about to go against whatever decision reverse, reverse psychology here. What talk me into one or the other. That's a tough one. Um, like you were saying, Kirk randomly can put up forty points and a half, but um, then you like you have you have Rogers, who's like, I mean, the issue with Rogers is they'll win games and he'll put up ten points like, True. for fantasy yeah. wise, right? Like he does whatever it takes to win the game. He's not going four yards or whatever it is. He's he's a truly like call the game. Um, for what it is, he'll run it when they have like the two high safeties, like the, he'll run it a lot of the time. Right. So um, I don't know that that's a real tough one. It literally could go either way. Both of them could put up 40, both of them could put up five and like they both have great run games. It just, it, it depends on the week and like what's going on in the locker room and what's going on on game day. Like, in terms of of how they're gonna call the game and and who's down and who's gonna need to to throw, I know that um, against the Dolphins, there Green Bay had a good defensive game, right? Uh, but that was partly because of of poor offense, in the, in a sense too. But I've also seen Kirk overthrow passes and yeah. and do the the same thing, right? He's a bit safer than than Tua would would have been, I think, but. Um, it's going to be a tough one because they're both cold weather teams. So they're both prepared for, for that, uh, that outdoor stadium as well. So that's literally a toss up. I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you, I, uh, I wouldn't be able to pick one either. It's too Dang. fitting because for most of the year, like I have picked the wrong, cause I've been jockeying them all year. Uh, and I've almost always picked the wrong one. Like lately I've just been riding cousins and it's been working out for me, thankfully. But it would be too fitting to end this year in the finals and fucking pick the wrong one. I'm just dreading it. Like I'm already, I said to hate, I'm already quitting fantasy this year because 
there was one Monday I woke up and I, I picked like Rogers and cousins had a huge game and I was sad for like the whole day. I was just, I'm like, I can't do this again next year. So this, this would just seal it. If I, if I put cousins in and then Rogers has the game of his fucking career, I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm already quitting, but I'll extra quit. <laughs> Hanker, um, you, you, you mentioned you've got four quarterbacks. Who are the other guys? Just out of curiosity, I can't remember. I, if Man, if you could have just played all the quarterbacks last week, I mean, I think most weeks that would probably be a good strategy if it let you. But I have Brock Purdy uh, and I have Gardner Minshew. So uh, two very effective scabs in place right now on two very good teams. Uh, and like they each almost hit 30 points. So like had a lot of good options. Yeah, I could just do that. I could, I could, I could look both ways, but you know what? Here's, here's what's going to happen. Here's how I've talked myself into Kirk cousins. It's he got me here. Like the last two weeks in a row, he's, he's been over 30 points. He's just on a heater. He plays really well, like at noon, which I believe this game is supposed to be, Actually, no, it's at it's at 425, so that does change things a bit. But I believe in legacies. And if if we're chasing if 209 yards is is what it takes for Jefferson to break the all-time receiving yards record, who am I to like not let Kurt do because it's no longer really even about him. It's just about uh Jefferson driving for those extra like yards after just because he's so in the hunt for it. And you better believe like, even if they're going to, if they're going to lose this game and it's garbage time, they're just going to be sending it for him to just get that record. I think. Uh, So that's why I'm going to go Kirk cousins. Okay. I, I like it. I honestly, I would steer so clear of that game. You know, I, I, with those other two guys available, I would be like, yep, not, not touching that game. Divisional battle probably going to be cold maybe windy who knows yeah i'd be going brock purdy or Minshew if uh, Hurts is still that. out so uh, that's good hanker yeah. i love to hear it and with that let's get into uh the land ho locks of the week so uh, we're all gonna pick one here um wendell you're our guest do you have one in mind do you have one ready to go um I, I didn't have one ready to go, but I think honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the Jefferson over. Ooh. I like okay. It. Look at that. So Jefferson over yeah. eleven and a half catches. So I mean it, this it, you know, again, Wendell and Hanker, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get into this in a minute, are going against each other in the fantasy football playoffs. A lot of money on the line there, fourteen guy league. Um Neither of them have Jefferson, Hanker, Kirk. He's been riding Kirk. He loves his cousins. Um, and uh, he, he, you know, Justin Jefferson going for that record, 11 and a half. That's a very lofty line, but Hanker, um, Hanker will be loving it if he gets over 11 and a half. And Wendell's saying that's his lock of the week. So there we go. Wendell's locking in over 11 and a half for Jefferson. Hanker, what do you got? Well, so that was going to be mine, actually. So I appreciate you fading yourself i guess in this fantasy matchup because that i don't think would be beneficial at all to your team and just beneficial to mine assuming i don't take hayes's hayes's advice and, and stick with cousins um so then why don't i just double down on good things to happen for my team 
let's say that uh, Jalen Waddle, he's got two warm hands and a pair of gloves in a cold New England atmosphere. They're going to be uh, there's going to be ample opportunity, I think, for him to find the end zone. So Jalen Waddle will record a touchdown. And need I? This is actually my the the best I've been all year in my locks. Like I've been under 500 since we've started Bet Pirate. I am actually eight and eight right now. So this is a huge land ho lock implications as well. If Jalen Waddle gets a touchdown. That bodes well for winning the fantasy football, uh, our fantasy football league. And it also means that I finally move into a winning record for my locks. It's all coming at Millhouse, but I'm still quitting fantasy and never watching football ever again after the season. <laughs> okay, so Wendell with Jefferson over 11 and a half catches. Hanker with Jalen Waddle anytime touchdown score. Um, I really wanted to go the the money line Dolphins Patriots there, um, and I was gonna lean the Patriots, but I I'm just a little bit nervous. You know, Teddy, he's got the experience. I I think the the easy picking, the low hanging fruit, is I gotta go question number two. Wendell's gonna be happy with this, but I'm gonna say Travis Kelsey will record over 85 and a half receiving yards. He's going against the Broncos. Um, you know, they don't even know who their coach is going to be. They've thrown in the towel. It's one of those things. Kelsey could have this in, in the first half, and, and I wouldn't be shocked. So I'm taking the Kelsey over 85 and a half receiving yards. So there you go. We've got Jefferson over 11 and a half catches. Jalen Waddle, anytime touchdown scorer. And Travis Kelsey over 85 and a half receiving yards land ho locks of the week <laughs> help me out with this one like um so as we've said there's the the broncos are horrendous i think we saw their defense quit in like real time last week while they let baker mayfield just stunt all over them so if you're the chiefs here like i know that they do actually kind of have something to play for because they want that home field advantage. Uh, and it's kind of between them and the Bengals and Buffalo right now. Right. So this game does matter. They do absolutely want to win it. Um, but do they go out and just shit pump them as like a confidence thing? Or do they like, like set the tone early and then just kind of slow things down and, and just cruise for the second half? Like what do you, what's the smart, what's the like school of thought on, on if you're the coach, if you're Andy Reid, do you, which route road do you take? So if they could script this themselves and do it the way they wanted to, I I'm, you know, I'm pretty positive. They would say, we're going to shit pump them early. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have the starters play the start of the third quarter, but by the end of the third quarter, all those guys are out of the game. You know, we get some of our second string guys in and the game's out of reach. We, we've already won it. Let's let's let some other guys play rest our big guys like Kelsey, who's old now. You know, they want him fresh for playoffs. They do need to win out to, to get that number one seed and hope that Buffalo falters. But um, yeah, I, I'd say ship pump them would be the way they want to go and rest the guys if they can. So you think 85 yeah. and a half? Before they get, like, he doesn't even need the whole game to do that. That'll happen 
first first half. Yeah, the thing is the the Broncos' strengths right now. I mean, now they don't really have any strengths, but their their best guys are their cornerbacks, like Patrick Sertan, uh, really good on the outside. But you know, he'd be tough to to move in and cover Kelsey just because of the size difference. So he won't see him all game. And, and and I mean, the Chiefs, even if you scheme for Kelsey, they're so good at moving him around and just finding spots. Like, there's a reason he's far and away the best pass catching tight end yeah yeah they're um i don't know if yeah like you were saying kelsey he'll he'll probably uh i think like what hayes was saying i think he'll have a big first half and the broncos have just they've been struggling so much that like kansas city's gonna be on the field 75 80 percent of, for their offense, right? True. The D is going to be tired for the Broncos. They might rest some guys. Like, they might sit Kelsey out for a bit. But um, I say for the most part, you want to – I mean, this is the NFL. There's no there's no bad teams. It's a divisional matchup. So, you never know what you're going to get. You've played them before already. Like, it could be a closer game than you think. Um, like and with the Broncos too, like when you roll out with a with a new coach, um, to strategy changes, you're gonna take more risks. There's it's meaningless, right? For for you, like the the meaning behind it is is not getting stomped on and not being kind of a a, a joke, right? So they're gonna go after it for sure, I think. And um, I think Kansas City's just gonna they're gonna really try in the first half to kind of run away with it a bit. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, they, they probably won't sit too many guys if they're, if they're going to do that, but they, they want to roll into the playoffs like full speed. Right. Yeah, for sure. I just looked back. I wanted to, I wanted to take a look. Kelsey actually, the last time they played Denver had 71 yards. So the under would have been in play and that was a high scoring game, 34, 28, but he's gone back to back weeks since then over a hundred yards. So, I mean, Jeez. He's definitely hot. It's it's in play. It, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, that's why these questions we make. You know, it's it's a it's a coin flip. We, if we knew the answer, we'd be making way more money doing something else. So, where is that one played too? By the way, this this one's at Kansas City. So the last one was in Denver. This one's in KC. Yeah. So we'll see how the weather plays into that a bit too yeah i'll be coming up soon um big al's laundry dirty laundry uh, <laughs> our favorite segment at some point yeah our favorite segment um okay so we we've went through the sheet we've got the land ho locks uh wendell i want to pick your brain about something and, and you know i think i know a little bit about this stuff hopefully you know a little bit more you know you were a quarterback for for a university team in Canada. So, uh, you know, a little bit different, but I mean, you know, this stuff, I'm going to ask you some questions. Just how many rouges have you kicked? (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Wendell in high school was actually our, our punter as well, which was a huge advantage because if it was a bad snap, he could, a, he was faster than pretty much everyone else on the field, or he could throw it. Or if we wanted to, he could punt it one time. He punted a ball like 80 yards, it just kept rolling somehow, like further and further towards the end zone. It school, was like you know how they do, like high school, um, like mixtapes or whatever. When you're like trying to find universities to play, yours is just this punt on repeat. 
It's just like, yeah, I'm applying oh, for the quarterback the position, but check play. it. <laughs> Chuck it's it in the, the highlight. Really. highlight yeah. <laughs> that would actually be a cool. Uh, sorry, you got a real question. I'll come back to it. <laughs> no, no. I, I kind of like that we spun off there. But I, I was going to say, you know, you're a real quarterback. You're playing football. You guys call a play and you break the huddle. As a quarterback, what are you looking for? Like, what's some of the stuff you're you're looking for right off the bat? And I know it's a different game, but like, you know, CFL mm-hmm. and then NFL terms for us, different number yeah. of guys on the field. And then, you know, some of the stuff they're calling pre-snap, what does that mean? Or what is some of the stuff you guys did? Is, is there some light you can shed for some of the listeners there on, on sort of how that process works? Yeah, it's been a minute since since I've been on the, the field with that many guys. You know, it's just touch these days with the old boys. But um, yeah, you break the huddle, you come out like first you're looking right at the safety right off the bat, see where they are, see how many of them there are. And then you're kind of looking at uh, back and forth alignment of like the, the corners and the, the halfbacks there. And then um, it's it's really tactical in the NFL. Like I never really did this too much, just a bit, but the alignment of the D-line. Um, Sometimes that gives away what the actual, like, um, what the coverage is too. So like something as simple as like a, like a one tech. So like in the first gap there versus a three tech and like when they flip it and they have, uh, it, it depends on the, the alignment of, of the D line a lot of the times too. So a lot of the time they won't even look at the, um, when the guys like come down the line and look for the like they're gonna blitz or whatever, the the quarterbacks aren't even necessarily looking at that guy. They're seeing if there's like either someone gonna in a space that can cover that area. So if you get the blitz, somebody can get there, and that's when you see like those those little um, dump screen passes and stuff like that real quick. Like it, it's it's pretty much like eighty percent of it's pre snap stuff, right? Right. Then, so, uh, so once you get the snap of the ball, you like confirm that and like with the motions and stuff, right. That's, you can check the coverage sometimes doing that too. Right. So you've got 40 seconds, you, you know, you're calling a play, you break the huddle, you maybe got 20 <clears throat> seconds left. You're looking for the safeties and, and you're, you know, if, if you're seeing one creeping down, you're expecting blitz or something like that. Like that's kind of the mindset there or, like let's let's just do a hypothetical. Uh, you, you've got one safety in the middle of the field. He's maybe ten or twelve yards back. You, you see another guy creeping down to the strong side. Are you are you hot routing a receiver to to say like, hey, whatever we called out of the huddle, I now need you to run this quick pass because I know pressure is coming. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. So usually there's like there's usually like a hot route built in to a lot of a lot of pass plays so you have the option right off the bat to hit it if if you if you misread the the coverage so like if you get the snap and you do get that blitz you can get the ball out right away and that's when you see the ball out like right on the catch a lot of the times um and there's a lot of things like like that are just quick reads like that so um if the guy does blitz then you have that quick option if they don't and you see them drop then you can do your whole full full drop your three step five step whatever it is and then uh it's a little bit different in the nfl there's there's a lot of different coverages right they do a lot of cover two they do like the tampa tampa two tampa three like where the linebacker drops to the safety spot like um when the safety's super high you're expecting that shell look where you're getting three or four 
um, deep players. And that's when they kind of go to the outsides with the, the curls and that kind of thing. So um, the safeties pretty much will tell you the majority of what you need to know. And that's, that's why the quarterbacks always look off the safeties because they pretty much already know the protection um, before the snap of the ball. Yeah, that that's hilarious to me. Like as a defense, like obviously they do disguise it, but like it's almost something now that you think they'd be able to play a little bit more of a game with the quarterback to like bait them into stuff. And I guess they do. That's why turnovers and things like that happen. But but so mm-hmm. I've got one other technical question, then we'll we'll let Hanker jump in here. Um, so you're saying in the huddle, like you know, let's just say one of the the slot receiver. <clears throat> is supposed to run, uh, you know, call it a post, but he's got a hot route built in there. The quarterback's got to say something to him or signal to him to let him know that the hot route's happening. Like a safe word. Yeah, like how does he like know? A lot of the time, a lot of the time it would be so like the slot, if there's a guy up on him and his guy blitzes, then he he might look like he knows that on his route, if, his, if the guy in front of him goes and blitzes, then he'll look right away for the ball. And if he doesn't get it, then he'll just continue on his route. So a lot of the times it's just built right in. So like if that blitz comes, then you have the option right away, which is why you see some guys get the ball right off the line immediately. And then sometimes like where they have, that's where they have like the run pass option where it's like not necessarily a read, like reading the end and like riding the ball, but like you, you get those bubble screens and those, those times when, it looks like it's supposed to be a run play. The O-line's blocking for the run, but they just whip it out to the one receiver at the wide out. Like, say there's a guy 10 yards off, like, on this play. If your guy's, like, seven or more yards off, like, you just turn and look at me. And, like, there, it's, like, built into the play pretty much. Right, right. Okay, interesting, yeah. interesting. And, and then the last thing is, um, you know, Peyton Manning was famous for it, but they're saying a lot of shit that actually has no meaning, right? They're just saying words like Omaha and all that. Like some of the times they're just saying stuff to say stuff. Is that right? Yeah, I feel like that's just very few guys because especially in an NFL playbook, it's very uh, intricate and precise, like like their language. So it could just be dummy words. And then they know that it's just specific words that have meaning, right? And they only have a couple of them, especially with younger quarterbacks. And like, it depends on the experience of the, the linemen and the receivers and stuff too. Um, like Peyton Omaha could mean nothing, but it also could mean something. And it like might mean something after he says another specific word. Like uh, if he says like Jack Omaha or something like something like that, or just like any, any type of word. So like he could say that same word over and over again. Right. But like it's triggered by another word or a movement so much as, or a face mask touch. You like, you know, it's just, it's very intricate and there's having that one less player and like, that one less eligible player on the field kind of allows you to to do all these these different things it's a bit tighter right so they can actually hear the quarterback when they're at home and stuff so yeah it's it's just it's so it's super cool to see when guys like that have just the tiniest mannerisms that they do to to make a play call like that yeah that's sick okay we we got very technical there but i love that it was it was i mean Hanker's sitting there like, holy shit, what the hell did we just talk about? But very cool. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I, I think part of the reason I want to not do fantasy next year is to try to like begin to understand this aspect of it because I don't. And it's like my eyes were opened up to it funny enough in the first game 
Brock Purdy came in, like when uh, Grappolo went down. And he like, I don't know if you saw this, but it was like a handoff, but he just like turned the wrong way to hand it off. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. And and yeah. it's like, holy shit, if there's this much, like it's easy to laugh at that. Like, what an idiot. But there's like the, these playbooks are enormous. So like, it's a pretty understandable thing to have happen. And you just don't really see it that often. Or at least if you, you know, you, you don't even know that something didn't go right. <laughs> You don't even know we're having a, there's a murderer on this week's episode. <laughs> Big um, Al's trying to kill me. Our show's on the challenge. Yeah. I, yeah. So that's, that one's like, that one's because you never know who's wrong either. Like it's hard to tell. Who's yeah. Wrong. Like, is it the quarterback? Is it the running back? Like it's, it's, it's funny to see that type of thing. And you see like the, even the best players do it. And sometimes it's obvious who's wrong, and sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, you're you're wondering like who who missed the play call or like did the quarterback forget the snap count or like what like there's so many different like things that can happen throughout it, the game like that. Like you're saying, it it seems like it's a delicate balance too because I I can see myself like I'm trying to imagine trying to be a quarterback coming into a a new like they were joking on pardon my take when Baker Mayfield comes in to lost, like picked up comes into LA and is just supposed to like play a game. And he's only been there for two days. Like you could be the most like mentally sharp person on planet earth. And we Lord knows it's not Baker Mayfield. Uh, you, there's no way you can sponge up that kind of information. And even if you could, you still have to, I'm sure, like practice a few times and just go out the motions and like feel it with muscle memory. Yeah. So how the fuck does someone come in and and like even do anything at that level against a quarterback who's in theory had weeks of practice going over their material? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the I don't know. The, I guess the good thing about that for the players in the league is that the majority of the language and the routes and everything is almost exactly the same. So really? if it depends on, on who your coordinator is, but um, the majority of the time, the language is very similar. There's tiny nuances to it, which is probably why like the playbook's limited when Baker would go there um, right away. But a lot of it is super similar. All the positions are pretty much the same letter or whatever throughout the, the play call, like you're calling X, Y, z like they're all going to be the same position this word's going to mean uh the runs to the right to the left like everything is so similar that they have the ability to go practice one week and play and do well so that's that's one thing that i think uh maybe a lot of people don't know but yeah that's that's it it helps with with players jumping around throughout the season i imagine too like it's have you ever seen chess (laughs) boxing it's like there's this game of chess being played and then they'll hit a, hit a bell and they stand up and they like box. So it's like the combined winner on like the judges score, but also who wins in chess in a lot of ways. It's like as a quarterback, I'm sure it's pretty easy to get two in your own head thinking about the X's and O's. And then you just get absolutely smoked in the face. Um, and then, you know, the next play, you're still kind of seeing stars and you're like, okay, wait, what did that mean? I can, um, I can see myself in a scenario, especially like late in the game and you're just exhausted at that point. Are you still super technical or are there some plays you can go to that are like easy, like 
so to speak, or it's just like everyone just, you know, run a slant or whatever. And we're just going to throw that because I can't think anymore. Yeah. There's definitely times when a coach will just call it to make it easier for sure. And like, I think on each, on each play, like you, you see how the quarterbacks go through the progression, right? Like there's the first read, the second read, the third read. And depending on like how long the play develops type of thing, but like, as a quarterback, if you're like days after a play and you get the next play, like bef- personally before, like I've literally forgotten the play that I just called. And I'll oh, just shit. go, I can, I just, yeah. I've gone to the line, like literally forgotten what the play was. And I can't stop it. Like in Canadian football, we have like 10 seconds by the time we get to the line. Yeah. So like I've literally just taken a snap and dropped back to like fake like I was going to throw and just ran. Yeah. Just knowing that, like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on or just looking and trying to remember what my short routes were. So some guys will literally just do that and just look for the short routes right off the bat. And they'll be like, okay, here's my first read. If I don't have that, I'm going to run or just drop it off to the running back. So sometimes when you see that, or like, there's a guy downfield that's open, you're like, what the fuck did he hit him? Like, maybe he literally didn't know that he was going to be there. Yeah. And it's just part of like being a human right like you're not gonna be perfect you're not gonna remember everything and like taking shots from like fucking tj watt and people like that like there's you're not gonna be like on on point every play so yeah um, i don't think i've ever told anyone that before that i like have literally just, like, <laughs> well i can see it happening and forgot the play and shit but yeah that's that's definitely happened before and i i feel like it's happening to these guys at, we're, at we're some point to, to an extent yeah Oh, that's super cool. I, I enjoy the, the, well, couple all that like in the NFL or, or really probably any high level football, couple all that with how uh, small the margin of error is. Like if you have two bad games, you're basically cooked as a, you know, as a new. So I look at like this Zach Wilson, who objectively is like a really talented athlete. I mean, he wouldn't be there if he wasn't probably sharper than the average bear, for, you know, whatever. But he just like he just hey Al uh, no make sure you have that other uh, side up you're gonna double your uh, surface area when you dry those off. Hanker said put the other side up on the drying rack so that you're you're doubling the surface area. Okay, this is my last thought. I promise. Don't need that much room. Okay, okay last thought from Hanker. Um, Bye everyone. That was a, such a great show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't end these it, you from the from the juggernaut herself. Yeah, we usually end these that. that way. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like the the salaries are somewhat justified because you've got to not only get there, have all these assets, but you have to figure it out pretty damn quickly, or you're fucked. It's a lot of pressure and no, there's no forgiveness. Like people are ruthless to this like 21 year old who's just trying to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yeah. Like you said, it's, it's ruthless. And like that whole situation in, uh, in the new England there, right. With, with Zappy coming in, everyone's like, Oh, he's the best. Like he's on, yeah. like, randomly has a couple strings a couple good games together and they're like forget about like mac jones (laughs) yeah insanely talented player right and they're like get him out like he's not winning those games but like sometimes you just need those couple games off honestly and like you just need to reset and like they're not perfect they're like literally kids playing a game at the end of the day right like the majority of them are are in their early 20s like early to mid 20s so they don't even like know who they are as people like and they're just out here doing the best yeah 
Yeah, we, we'd all be washed up NFL players at our current age, eh? all over 30 now. We're on the downhill of our career. It's not good. But uh, guys, I got to be honest, I've been getting the stink eye for the last five <laughs> minutes here. Uh, so, yeah. so we're going to wrap it. Um, I'm going to do one thing. Uh, this is one uh, maybe we'll get a clip of. Does this look, I've got a sword here because I'm a pirate. Does it look like I'm swallowing the sword? Oh my God, are you choking? How are you getting that so deep into your throat? <laughs> Lots deeper, of practice. Deeper. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, fellas. Well, that was awesome. I mean, we got, uh, I, we, I, th- I feel like we definitely learned something today. Yeah. You know, we don't it's often get I to usually see do that. This. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we go, one quick plug for me. Uh, this Thursday, so we're recording this on Wednesday. You're probably listening on Thursday is uh, the Picton vs. Belleville Winter Classic. It's the Christmas Classic. Uh, this year, we've got a Stanley Cup champion, NHL, former NHL player, Andrew Shaw, joining the Picton squad. Uh, Picton has never won this game. So uh, we're, we're trying to make that happen this year. Kinney, who, uh, who is the goalie for the Belleville team, lives in my basement right here. I'm going to try and make a racket tonight, keep him up late so he's off his game tomorrow. Um, but if you're in the Belleville area and you want to see some bad beer league hockey at its heart-pounding finest, come check us out 7 p.m. at the Quinney Sports and Wellness Center. That's the Belleville versus Picton game. Going to be a good time. Bring a non-perishable food item. And that gets you in a little raffle ticket, and we'll see you there. Love it. Fellas, anything to sign out on? You know, uh, hard pivot to that game. Um, I think a few notable additions to the Picton squad, notable deletion from the roster. Um, I think it's two, two years in a row we haven't done it. So this is going back to like 2019. Uh, I was once a part of the third line there and they, they had to basically, you know, pull someone out of retirement from the NHL to find a, find a better spot. I, I concede that, you know, it's probably better to have him uh, center the third line, but uh, in the event that he goes down, um, maybe takes a puck to the face or something, I will be there with my equipment just in case. Um, you know what this could also be i might buy some land in belleville just to justify being on that team and then this is like a revenge game for getting cut from the picton team i joined belleville i'm all of a sudden good at hockey and i go out there and score the game winner so watch out for that one too (laughs) okay love it hanker we are trying to you you know you've got coach written all over you we want you on the bench i don't Uh, you know i know your brother does (laughs) you're the analytics guy but uh, anyways, guys, big one there. Wendell, thanks for coming out. Anything you want to say uh, to the folks at home? Oh, uh, no, all good. <laughs> thanks for having me out, fellas. You know, Absolutely. it's going to be a big week. Uh, Travis Kelsey going for another four touchdowns this week. We'll, uh, we'll see if he can pull it off, you know, get that uh, big win, a couple extra bucks in the pocket. Yeah. Yep. Hey, best of luck out there. May the better made up football team win <laughs> hanker what we got to do so we're gonna do uh we'll, we'll get a screenshot of your team and wendell's team and we'll, we'll let the crowd vote who they think's gonna win and we'll see uh who actually makes the magic happen this week good luck to both of you and congrats on making it to the final uh there can only be one winner so uh whoever it is way to go 
But uh, that ends it for week 17 here in the Crow's Nest. I want to thank you, crewmates, for following along. This has been our longest episode by a landslide. But uh, but it was good. I loved it. Some, some good information. Uh, Wendell giving us some insight. Hanker learning football terms he's never heard before. And little Ricky out there getting scolded by his significant other, Alicia. Tough to beat, baby. Shiver me, Timbers. We'll catch you next time. Love you guys. Goodbye.